So today we were joined by founder and CEO of Grateful Matt. And he really spoke about from the very beginning and actually taught me something in reference to being socially good and what that could look like in references to business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives just alike. Matt really spoke about how, you know, he has a range of experience. This is not his first, not his second, not his third, but rather his fourth startup over 17 years. So as you can see, he's dibbled and dabbled in a little bit, but ultimately starting Grateful really led him to one core question. Why do people give? Matt was someone who grew up, you know, he wasn't always handed everything. He definitely had to work hard for what he got, but he was very interested in the concept of charitable giving, very interested in the concept of being able to positively impact the lives of others. And ultimately, he wanted to pose that question to others. So a lot of the research, a lot of the behind the scenes that went into getting grateful started was really based around this question. But ultimately, Matt does not want to stop there. Matt recognizes that the impact that there are charities worldwide, and he wants to continue to impact. He wants to continue to change the lives of others, one business owner, one company at a time. So without further ado, enjoy episode 118, A Worldwide Impact. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner. Man, I, I definitely have to give another big shout out to the Guestio platform. Like I, I was kind of telling you on a previous episode, Guestio was something that I got introduced to just as a, a, a way to book people. Originally, I didn't know if this was like a speaking arrangement. I didn't know if this was just for podcasts, but Guestio honestly hosts a lot of different things. So big shout out to Travis for kind of coming up with that, making it very accessible for people and, and getting me in contact with creative individuals like Matt, who I'm sitting next to today. So very excited to be sitting down with Matt, man, somebody who I've never physically met before, but after just being able to virtually meet him, virtually be able to kind of explore what he has going on via his website, via his app, and just his background in general. I'm very excited for today's conversation just because I think he has a host of not only knowledge, but I, I think he could be useful to, to a lot of people in the audience and even previous interviewees. And he even taught me some things just about one term that I really want to hit today when it comes to just social good and just, you know, businesses and nonprofit organizations and really just moving towards that and how that can really become the new currency. So very excited for Matt to to dive into all things that he does today. Very, very grateful, honestly, no pun intended for to be able to have this conversation. So Matt, how you doing today? How's everything? I'm doing great, Tamar. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm excited to be here. been looking forward to the conversation. Thank you. Absolutely. No problem. My pleasure. Thank you for coming on and, and, and sharing with my audience as well. So before we get into it, can you, one, just tell us a little bit about yourself? And then can you, two, just tell us what brings you on the Down to Business podcast today? Yeah, absolutely. My background is in very short form. I'm a serial tech entrepreneur. Uh, I'm working on a company today called Grateful. It's in the charitable giving, social good space. We'll talk more about that here. But Grateful is actually my fourth startup. I've started three others in my career. Grateful is the first one I've done in the social impact space. But I like building things. I like building things with technology, building new businesses. Love talking to other entrepreneurs, regardless of whether they're in tech or any other industry as well. You know, anything that goes into building a business and starting new creative things, it's always fun conversation around that. Absolutely right. And the fact that, you know, you've been involved with so many. I actually the company that I work for now, we work. This was my first startup. I've never pretty much every other company I've worked for, they've been public or they've been kind of those mainstream companies. So it's been very interesting just to see some of the intricacies and just to see some of the things that go into one building a startup, maintaining it, but also, you know, bringing in other people, not only from the, the money side of things, but also just the impact that you can have in other lives of business owners and entrepreneurs, because I definitely do get introduced to a lot of that here, which I'm very you know ex excited for. And I've, I've talked to a host of different people from tech to staffing to your own wine subscription company to web services. So that's very interesting. So the fact that you said this is now your fourth startup, 
you're just a busy man. I'm, I'm going to assume I feel like, you know, the other three startups that you have, are those still things that you're maintaining to this day? Have you kind of just combined in a sense? Is, is Grateful the one that you focus on now or do you kind of play a part in all four? Yeah, I probably should clarify on that. It's my fourth over 17 years, not to show my age here as well. But I'm, you know, I'm not Elon Musk or uh, Jack Dorsey or some of these crazy entrepreneurs that can do like multiple ventures at once. I don't know how they have time for that. That's not who I am as well. So I've done mine over a series of years. My first startup, I sold uh, to a larger company, worked for them for a couple of years. They actually did an IPO in the New York Stock Exchange while I was working for them, which was super cool to get to be part of that journey. Uh, and they were then in turn acquired by Oracle. And my first company is now part of Oracle's construction software division. That original product was in the construction software space. Uh, I started a consulting company after that that actually sold to one of my key employees. He's done a great job taking over and running that business. I had another tech startup after that, that was not successful, unfortunately. I had to shut that one down after a few years of effort in it. And today I'm working on Grateful. But again, I'm not the not the type of person that can do a bunch of those different things at once. I don't know how some of those people pull that off. Absolutely. But no, even just even over 17 years, I know that's still a lot of time. That's still a lot of effort. That's still a lot of, you know, late nights, early mornings, because similar to what you said about your earlier startup, I've also been able to kind of be a part of a company that went IPO, be on the New York Stock Exchange, ring the bell and all of that. So that was a very amazing, impressive, just it was a it was a great day around here. Everybody was happy. Everybody was celebrating. It was really cool, you know, just to be able to really see that and not only see it, but be a part of it and still continue to build. Yeah. Today. So what really made you now? move because I heard consulting. What really made you move over into the tech industry? Were you kind of just noticing around you how everything was really going kind of digital? I feel like now everything is really just like technology, it's social media based. Everything is just online or virtual or digital. What really made you step into that space um, specifically? Yeah, I love the freedom and the ability to create in the technology space. It's never been easier to start a new software company. Not to say it's not easy. It's not. Like you said, it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort. And there's a lot of challenges and not every startup will be successful. Uh, but it certainly has never been easier in terms of the tools and the resources that are out there. But I never actually envisioned this as my career path for myself. Like I always knew I had an interest in entrepreneurship, but I actually went to college for architecture. But I'd be designing buildings. I just loved I loved that aspect of design. I'm a creative person as well. Got a degree in architecture from college. Actually went to work for an architecture firm after school. And while I was there, I had an idea to start a software product for architects and contractors. And that turned out to be my first startup. But I told my wife at the time that I was going to go do that for three years and then come back and work as an architect after that. And, um, well, 17 years later, here I am still in the software space. But it's not easy. I don't want to use the word easy on it. But, yeah, it's it's never been easier to go build new things, to be creative, to try new stuff. And I, I love that. It, every startup is a journey of discovery. Like you're learning about what the business wants to be, what the market is, what the product wants to be. You also learn a lot about yourself in that journey as well as you try to build things. Uh, and I love that aspect of it as well. I think you make a great point as you spoke really earlier in your answer about freedom. I think that that's so important these days. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you don't really have to be confined to something or while, you know, you may have interests, you may have passions, you may have things that you like. You can also just still explore. I I've noticed, like you said, so many people who I've talked to have come with one background or went to school for this or went to school for that. Like even me, I'll, I'll even say I, my emphasis really getting my master's at Syracuse was sports communication. You couldn't tell me that I wasn't going to be on Sports Center somewhere. I wasn't going to be your next Stephen A., Stuart Scott, Shannon Sharp, anything like that. But now the fact that, you know, I've kind of moved over into the business and entrepreneurial space, it just really goes to show that freedom once again, but the the ability to be able to pivot. And I think that that's so important in today's society, whereas, you know, we have those interests, we spend a lot of money, we get these degrees, we do different things like that. It may not always be something that 
we like or we may get into it and it's not something where we we didn't knock it or we didn't try it but it's okay maybe that's not exactly what i wanted to do in school this sounded a lot more cooler the money looked a lot better but now the fact that i have to kind of work my way up this hierarchy this may not exactly be what i want to do and then but it's also that thing of you know wanting to have your own wanting not to necessarily fund someone else or work for someone else but or even recognizing that working for someone else, oh, okay, I can do this. Or, you know, I have my own vision. Or I have my own motivation. So I think that that's really cool as well. So now, grateful. The the first thing that I was impressed about was the name itself. I'm big on, you know, I'm big on names. I'm big on just um, how people kind of get their start, where it comes from. So can we just talk about the name for a little bit? Why, did, why, why grateful? Why that name? Yeah, absolutely. So Grateful is a charitable giving platform. Socially good businesses use it to donate uh, to their customers' favorite charities. And I'll talk more about that in a minute as well. But from a naming standpoint, um, actually, Grateful, we changed the name a couple of years ago. So full disclosure on that, when I first started working on this idea, I originally had named it Given, uh, Given being from the quote, like, to whom much is given, much is expected as well. I just feel like I've been incredibly blessed in my life. I haven't had a lot like given to me, like I didn't come from a wealthy background or have a lot of favors handed my way, but I worked hard, feel very blessed with the successes I've had in my business uh, business career that I mentioned as well. And I was like, you know, I want to go do something that's more giving back, more impactful, using my technology skills to amplify my own charitable giving and impact. That's why I started it a few years ago, named it Given. There's a longer version of the story, but the very short version is a couple of years ago, decided to change the name of it for several different reasons. And I started asking people, why do you give? You know, for, not everybody cares about giving, right? But a lot of people do. 160 million Americans donate to charities every year. Why, why do you do that? Why does that matter to you? Like I started asking everybody I knew uh, about that as well. And the continuous theme that kept coming up was people care about gratitude, about giving back, about generosity. It's part of their values, but that sense of gratitude for what they have in their own lives as well. Successes they've had, like gratitude is such an, a recurring deep theme for so many folks. I was like, that's awesome that that's the narrative from people. It's awesome because it also fits my personal feelings about why I'm building this new company as well. So it ended up just becoming a natural fit to say, okay, given was an okay name, maybe not as like emotive um, around it, but grateful, like that really connects to something in your heart even more, which is a big part of what we're doing, connecting to people's hearts. So it made sense to change the name and go in that direction. Appreciate your comments on it because I've gotten tremendous positive feedback on it since then. No pun intended either, but I feel grateful to be able to use the name Grateful because it connects so well and expresses what we're trying to do with the platform that we're building. I'm telling you, if it's if it's something that I'm very um, intentional about or very just, I, I put a lot of emphasis on it. It's names, it's background, because, you know, that really tells a story. Whereas you said, you know, your background told a lot about why you wanted to get involved. You're, you know, working with these startups over these amount of years and kind of making the decisions to sell or making the decision because it wasn't as successful as you thought. That all tells a story that all plays a part and you know how you got to this particular situation, this particular, you know, company and everything. So when I saw that and when I went to be grateful, I said, wow, oh yeah, I need, it even made me, you know, just take a step back a little bit and just think, wow, like, well, why, you know, what am I grateful for? Or why, when I use that word, what do you think of it? Always brings about a positive connotation. It always brings, it, it just rings great bells in your ears. So no, I love that a lot. But something that you spoke on now is this concept of being socially good, social good. I love that phrase because I never really heard of that. So no, I was more so saying though, why, why as business owners, why as entrepreneurs, why as creatives, why even as nine to fivers, I would even say, because I won't even just kind of confine this just to a set group of people. Why is that concept of being socially good? Why is knowing what social good really means? Why is that so important in today's society? Why is that so important for the direction that we're moving in right now? Yeah, absolutely. What a great question. Thank you. So social good is about generosity. It's about giving back. It's about caring. It's about gratitude. 
What we do specifically is we work with companies that participate in grateful giving, which is where they set up programs basically through our software, or you could do it manually as well to give to each of your customers or clients' favorite charities. And so we had express that gratitude. But regardless of whether you do customer giving like that, or you just donate to something that you or your company is picking, that's social good, that's generosity. And really what it's about is looking at the bigger picture and caring about and supporting something beyond the four walls of your company. And I'd say, you know, four walls, like that's kind of figurative in today's world with everything being virtual as well, right? But a lot of businesses, even the past businesses that I've run before Grateful, like, you know, if you're smart, you do a good job of trying to take care of your customers. Customer service is important. You care about your employees because that's how you build the best team and get the most out of them as well. A lot of businesses traditionally have, like that's their universe, their customers and their employees and their internal team. And social good is really about broadening your horizons. It's about caring about the world around you, caring about customers and employees too, but also giving back to communities in need, to people in need. And specifically, there's so many great nonprofits and charities all across our country that are doing amazing work to help communities, to help people, to help all sorts of different causes. It's giving to those as well. It is incredibly powerful and transformative in today's world, though. Like, it's never been more top of mind, particularly with the challenges our country's gone through in the past few years with the pandemic, um, with all the division and uh, conflict that we have, and so many, you know, so many issues and causes happening right now. Like, giving back is top of mind. Not everybody cares about it, but the vast majority of people do. And for those types of people where it's in their hearts to care about this type of thing, it's top of mind. And there's also generational differences around it. It's not the only thing, um, but I will say, you know, there was, and it's not to say that older generations didn't care. They did deeply. They they gave a lot as well, but they oftentimes were more private about it. Like giving was something that happened behind closed doors that you didn't really talk about, um, that it was more internally focused. Well, in today's world, people, they're more transparent about it. They're more willing to talk about it. And frankly, people want to do business with and work for companies that have a heart and that give back as well. And social good is how you demonstrate and do that and it's about caring, about connecting, about supporting causes in need as well. I like to talk about social good being the new currency because the businesses that get that and that they they leverage it, like they will be the winners in the next few years and the, the challenging economic times that we have ahead. Like those businesses that really lean in on the social good and the giving, even when it's painful to do so, I think will be much more successful in the long term. And I should say, it's not that, I don't want to say that being good, the social good or giving is like something that you do just to grow your own business. Like it's not a selfish act. Like most businesses that I talk to that participate in Grateful, for example, they do it because it resonates with their values, right? Like it takes a business owner, a leader, a founder, somebody to say, yeah, like this is in my heart as well to want to care and I already do that personally. So it makes sense for my business to do that too. But even when you do it for pure reasons like that, there are business benefits from that, which are what I just articulated. Like people want to work for and do business with companies that talk about these things and then also walk the walk and doing them as well. So it's kind of like a win-win. Like People want to work for and do business with companies that they talk about giving, they're generous, but they also walk the walk. They do it as well. And I was saying, you know, a lot of the businesses that we work with great for grateful giving, like they do it because it resonates with their hearts uh, of the decision makers, like giving is something they believe in personally as well. And so it makes sense for their business to support it. So they're doing it for pure reasons. But there are business benefits from doing this as well. Like it helps to attract the right kind of people to your company, whether you're attracting new customers and clients, you're retaining your current ones, you're attracting and retaining your current employees as well. Like there are tremendous business benefits 
that come from being social good. So I think it's an expectation in today's market, but it's also a competitive advantage. It's something you do for the right reasons, but when you do it, it also helps to grow your business and make your business more successful over time. So it's a true win-win from that regard. So here in this con, this actually makes me think of something that I came across a few years ago. I was a big, so back in probably like my college days, I was a big Amazon guy, like big Amazon shopper, big, like I was always on there just spending money. Something that one day when I was in the middle of checkout, Well, I recognize that sometimes they allowed you to donate a portion or donate some of the proceeds or donate a percentage to a charity of your choice. So back then, being that I have I was was raised in Philadelphia, I donated a lot of my stuff to like the Philadelphia public education system, just different charities that were doing great work out there. Are you familiar with Amazon Smile or like that model or like what they do now? Because I actually have it bookmarked on my Safari tab and it was just like it was a different entity from Amazon, but pretty much. A lot of people, it wasn't everybody pretty much from regular Amazon on Amazon Smile, but it was a good amount of people. And it would tell you over the year, it would tell you at the end of each year how much your charity made, what you donated to, how many purchases and and what percentage that is this kind of similar to that is just a little bit different because it it kind of just makes me think about the aspect of charitable giving. Like you said, there are a lot. Everybody hasn't just adopted this model. This is not something that everybody does, but but there are a great number of companies, of businesses, of even individuals who really Want to, want to be charitable, want to, you know, it, it not only does something for them, but they know that they're making a difference somewhere else. So is this kind of similar to that model? Is this something that's completely different from it? Is it all just about the charitable giving at the end of the day? I would describe grateful giving and what we're doing as very similar to Amazon Smile, but for every other business not named Amazon. So I didn't bring up Amazon initially because there's two kinds of people that have heard of Amazon Smile, people that have worked for nonprofits and people that have already signed up for Amazon Smile. And they've had millions of people sign up, but it's actually not that well known outside of folks, those two audiences, their current members with that and people that happen to work in the nonprofit or charity industry as well. A lot of other folks I talk with have never even heard of it, surprisingly, but it's a great platform. And again, it's very Amazon focused. Like they've spent a lot of money to develop and build that functionality. They send millions of dollars to great charities uh, every year and they enable their customers because they let you pick what you want to give to. Like you just shared, you know, you had a cause that was important to you that you wanted to send money to. So you're able to pick and share with that. Like what a great win-win. Well, it's actually really surprising to me that a lot of other businesses don't do that. Like Amazon has demonstrated that that model works, uh, but most other businesses even haven't heard of that or they don't have the dollars to go build their own same technology for that. Well, that's part of what Grateful is able to offer them today. So we kind of backed into that, to be honest. When I first launched Grateful, that wasn't the exact model that I had in mind. But over the past couple of years, as we built out our technology and worked with great businesses all over the country and talked to them about what their needs were, like we really have discovered or found that that model of giving a little bit of each purchase uh, works terrifically well. So, you know, Amazon gives a half a percent uh, of each purchase through Amazon Smile if you sign up for it. Other companies we work with for Grateful, you know, some will give 1%, 1%, some give a half a percent, some give 2%. We've got one customer who gives 10%, which is awesome. That happens to work in his particular business model. Others give fixed dollar amounts based on transactions. And it's not all B2C. Like you think about like, oh, I'm buying on an online store. Like some of it is. We actually work with a lot of companies that do that in the B2B space, selling like professional services and consulting and software and other things to other businesses. It's really applicable in almost any business in any industry. And it's incredibly powerful. It's new. So a lot of people aren't thinking about that unless they're already using Amazon. They're not even thinking about it for their own businesses or other companies. But there will be a point in the future, five or 10 years from now, where this is just a commonplace thing and it's normal and expected. Uh, And the businesses that choose to dive in on that will be hugely successful as a result, in my opinion. I I think that's a great opinion, honestly, like you said, because it it does more than just 
talk about what you offer, talk about a product, talk about a service, really talk about you as a business. But it also shows and, and goes to show that you got you want to make an impact in different spaces. You want to make an impact in different lives and different areas. Like I said, I was doing my Amazon shopping at different places. But the fact that I knew that some of that money or some of those proceeds were still going back to the Philadelphia causes and being able to impact those people. I think that that's amazing. So I like the I, but I like kind of what you talk about when you say it being new, it being something where for the people who are familiar with it, they're very much familiar with it. They know kind of the ins and outs of it. They know the intricacies. They know what goes on. But for the people who may be kind of newer to it, who may not shop as much, who may not even get that option when they're shopping or who they're shopping with, I think that it's an important kind of revelation in a sense. So when it comes to Grateful specifically, is this something that you would say, are you doing convincing? Like, are you convincing businesses to kind of want to partner with y'all to kind of want to become, is this a thing of people kind of reaching out to you and wanting to know, is it a combination of everything? Is this kind of a a sit down type of like an agreement thing? How does that really work with nonprofit organizations, with business owners and entrepreneurs wanting to become a part of Grateful? Like, let's just say, I know an entrepreneur, I know a marketing company here, and I know that they do great work, not only in the Tampa community, but they Mm -hmm. have been able to impact a lot of people along the East Coast. Let's just say they reach out and say, hey, I saw I saw Grateful. I saw that they were doing good things. I'm I'm very interested in like charitable giving and kind of what that entails. How can I become a part of this? How can I, you know, in a sense, sign up for your platform to be able to either charitably give or be charitably given to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, send them our way. We'd love to we'd love to talk with them. So we are out there evangelizing and talking about it because it's a new concept. So sharing information, educating people, talking about the benefits of it. Uh, and building great relationships. And it takes time to do that. When you look at how new products and new concepts get adopted, you know, there's a what's called the technology adoption curve around it for any sort of new product or you know, software, or like when a new phone model comes out. There's people that are at the front of the line that kind of like things because they're new. There's people that are kind of in the middle of the pack that kind of like they like stuff when they already know other people that are using it. And then there's kind of people at the tail end of the curve like, yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not going to try that because um, I don't I don't need a change at all. Right. We're kind of we're still at the front end of the curve part of this with what Grateful is doing. So we're looking for people that like to try new things, but that also this resonates with their values and it just makes sense to them. Um, and we're out there spreading the word about it. When we talk to businesses, I will tell you about 10 percent of the time businesses say, yeah, sign me up. About 80% of the time, they say, I would do this in the future when my customers start asking for it. So not today, but a little further down the road, which, by the way, what they're really saying with that is I'm kind of in that middle of the pack group. Uh, And then there's another 10% that they're usually brutally honest. They're like, yeah, I would never do this, which usually means it's not a fit with them from a giving standpoint or a value standpoint or other reasons, right? Which is totally fine as well. Like, we're not going to win the whole world with this. It's not going to be for everybody, but it is going to be for a lot of people. And that's, that's just the reality of where we're at with this early stage growth with Grateful. Um, but we're super excited about it. We've worked with nonprofits and businesses in 46 states now. Um, we actually sent the, the businesses we're working with. Well, it's not a huge number. They've sent donations to over 1,400 nonprofits now that their customers, in some cases their employees as, as well, have picked through the Grateful platform. Like it's just an incredibly diverse community of nonprofits and charities that we're supporting. And that's really the really exciting part about it to see the diversity of causes that we're helping with growing this, even though not everybody's ready to sign up yet. We're building great relationships and you just kind of keep building momentum, building momentum, building momentum around something like this. Like it's a snowball that you got to start rolling and it's very tiny, but it kind of picks up more and more and more as it grows over time. And that's really the key part of it. I think you made well, I think you've honestly been making great points since we started talking. But I really like the idea of how you kind of you split it up into people who are just, you know, gung ho, all for it, who are going to make it happen one way or another. Then you kind of have those people where it's just like, okay. 
well, if they do it, I'll do it. Or if, if, if they say that it's okay, or if my people like that, I'll do it. And then you have those people who are just like, you know what, I can't do it. Because I think that that not only speaks to just this particular concept, but I think that really speaks to the world we live in today with anything, with products, with services, with businesses, with fads, anything. So, but I think that it's so important too, that you have such a futuristic outlook on this because, you know, even thinking back, I think about five, 10 years ago, I think about even kind of some of the technology we were using, some of the product services and things that we were involved in. I could not have told you, I could not have even fathomed that five to 10 years later. So now the times that we're living in that were one, a pandemic, two, virtual remote work. The mm-hmm. people do not work the five day work week. And the fact that so much has changed in mm-hmm. our world and it's constantly changing from a technology standpoint, from an entrepreneurship standpoint, the fact that so many of my friends, my colleagues, just people around me are business owners, entrepreneurs, you'd love to see it. The fact that so many people are just kind of branching off into their own space. I think that that's amazing. Just the same. So I say all that to say, What's the futuristic outlook for Grateful? I see, you know, I see that you guys have been doing great work. I see that you specifically have a range of experience in kind of what this entails and kind of what you're looking to do. But I also see that, you know, you said that this is very much still in the beginning stages. You're still in that starting foundation. You're still just trying to build, 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 whether that be from a company standpoint, whether that be from just getting people involved, because I hear 46 states. That's amazing. Uh, you know, my podcast has only been listened to in 38 states. So the fact that you've been able to impact <laughs> in 46, I think that that's that, because it also go, it also makes me think about, you know, when I was on Amazon Smiler, when I look at different charities and business, you could have a charity all the way West Coast doing something totally different than mm-hmm. somebody in the East Coast and versus the Midwest and the West. So I, I just know for a fact that and then you even said over 1400. Oh, I know that you guys have touched so many different lives, so many different people, so many businesses and organizations. So in five to 10 years, what does Grateful look like? What, what companies who are not a part of Grateful now that may become a part of the five to 10 years, what can they expect? Or even I would even kind of tailor that a little bit differently. If in five to 10 years, I still have not been a part of Grateful. I maybe even have listened to this interview. I may have gone through some things. What can I expect? Where do you really see the vision? Where do you really see the company? Obviously, I think at this point, five to 10 years, you'll have all 50 states without a doubt. You'll have well over 1400. You might even double or triple that. But what does that really look like from your standpoint as somebody who, you know, you know what goes into this foundation, you know what you're building and you know the end goal? Yeah, well, we're ambitious. We think there's big opportunities for impact with this as well. So I'd like to get, uh, you know, five to 10% of the businesses in the US using Grateful. That would be great. It's maybe percentage wise, it's not huge, but that would be a gigantic market that would generate billions of dollars each year for social impact, right? Then you start to run the stats on what that would do for helping. And I'll tell you some of the top categories we see, and you can give to any 501c3 charity on our platform that you want. But top categories include things like hunger. Like there's thousands of local food pantries and um, kitchens and hunger programs across the country impacting those. You look at educational programs. Those are top demand on Grateful as well. Things that help students in school. And we're in a time, you know, every day there's new news about the educational gaps and the problems in our schools, like nonprofits that are helping to fix those issues or add to them, like stuff like that, like the impact you can make from billions of dollars into charitable giving. Uh, would be huge, huge, huge. That's where we're going with this long term. And I don't, right now we're really focused on the US, um, but I don't see this as a US thing. I think it's an international platform. Um, certainly, you know, we uh, just signed a new client the other day who's got customers in um, Canada and Brazil. Uh, we're working with companies that have staff um, in Europe and elsewhere. You know, there's lots of opportunities for this to grow internationally. So we've got a big vision for this to be able to maximize the, the impact that we're making in the space. Absolutely. I love that. I love, I'm very, you know, just as ambitious as you are, I'm very optimistic too. I love that. You know, you said that you're going to stick kind of. U.S., but no, by all means, this will be international. We'll be everywhere. 
will be, you know, every continent, every country. So I, I love that a lot. And I'm definitely very excited to see it because, you know, just the impact that you've been making now and just the fact that you said five to 10 businesses. Well, to some, that may not sound like a high percentage, but that's a lot of businesses. You think about just on the east, you think about, I, well, I'll tell myself, too, that, you know, I came from Philadelphia. I came from up north. I came from New York. And even just coming down to the south in North Carolina, where I did my undergraduate studies, I was introduced to new fast food chains. I was introduced to new shopping places that I had never heard of before that I didn't know existed. And now even being in Florida, I see that, too. It's just like, oh, well, you only get this here. or you only get this over there. So I already know that, you know, five to ten businesses. Oh, that's a lot. So and I think the fact that you're kind of setting that on the tail and I think you'll even you'll scale beyond that. So I kind of like to, you know, I, I like to hear both sides, though. I love to hear that. I love to hear what impact you're making. I love to hear what has been really going well for you. I even love to hear what not has been going so well. So would you say that with Grateful, with what, what you're doing, with what you're kind of moving towards, have there really been any drawbacks? Have there been any things where you felt like you kind of had to take some steps back, really go to the drawing board, really had to plan a little bit differently, maybe even had to switch up maybe some marketing or switch up kind of maybe your approach to certain things? Or do you feel like, you know, you guys are kind of set in stone on what you do. You kind of obviously want to make room for improvements and recognize that, you know, you want to continue to impact, continue to grow, continue to scale. But has there been anything that's really made you kind of take a step back and be like, whoa, well, let me do some self-reflection. Let's do some more analysis and let's kind of maybe take a different approach. Well, I think when you're building a software startup, there's always learning around the product and what features you need to offer and what people are going to use, what they're not going to use, all of that as well. It's always like a journey of discovery, right? When you're building a startup, you're probably in any space as well. But like, what do your customers really want? What do you offer to them? All of that. So we're constantly taking in new ideas. Um, we're constantly adding new features as a result of that. We're constantly testing to see what people are really going to use what they're versus what they're not. Um, those types of things as well. We're constantly trying to figure out how to give them good suggestions. We're learning. These aren't things really I've like had to step back on, but we've definitely learned as we've gone on it. Uh, you know, some people go into our platform. They already know exactly what they want to give to. They're like you, like you shared your story with Amazon Smile. Like you had a charity or something in mind that you wanted to give to that just made natural sense to pick so we have some users that come into our platform and they like they want to look for and find that specific charity because they already know in their head what it is and so we've tried to be really good about helping to um make it easy for you to find you know we've got a database of every us 501c3 in our platform so be able to search that find it really easy we've got others they they might know they care about something hunger or kids or health or um, environment or animals or veterans, or you can keep naming it. There's all these categories, but they, they, they don't know the specific group yet. And so they want to browse and kind of shop and we will try to give them experience to help them explore groups and learn about groups and figure out what they want to do with that as well. We've had um, increasingly recently just requests for more like independent ratings on charities for people that are kind of shopping and browsing. So we're working on doing an integration with Charity Navigator, which is one of the large rating sites where they do independent reviews of charities. We're working on bringing some of their information in to share on our platform, which would be a great way for the more analytically minded people to kind of be able to look at some of those scores to figure out what they want to get to as well. Those are all good learning experiences for us to figure out like how people want to pick a charity, what they know about it, how they want to how they want to participate in it uh, as well has been really important. So I don't know if that's really like taking a step backwards, but it is, you know, learning as we go to figure out how to shape that information properly to make sure it works for people the way that is natural for them and the way it would work. Does that make sense? Does that, does that kind no, of answer your question? No, I, I think you honestly completely answered it because the fact that you, you deem those as learning experiences, I think that that's, that's a lesson that's in itself. It's not like you said, it's not yeah. something where you had to necessarily take a step back, but it's also something where somebody came to you with some feedback or maybe just some troubleshooting or maybe just something that they wanted or they wanted to see specifically. And whereas it may not have been something that you or the team have directly thought about, it's something that you said, OK, we considered that. Let's take it in. Let's make it happen. But I also really asked that question to show yeah. others that, you know, and even myself, too, that whereas you guys have been 
very successful, whereas you're still in the beginning stages of things, whereas, you know, you've built the team, you've built this platform, you've encompassed a lot of different businesses and you've impacted a lot of different charities. Shout out to you for sure. You're also always still thinking, always still brainstorming different ways to improve, always still trying to target and include everyone. Because like you said, there are going to be a host of different people with this. There are going to be people who are just ready for it. Lock me in, sign me up. No real questions asked. There are going to be some people who are teeter tottering on that fence a little bit, who they who the make or break for them may be. Oh, well, they have a lot of independent ratings on charities are kind of letting me know directly who I'm giving to, what I'm giving to, what I'm impacting. I like that a lot. That's actually something that for me, I need that. And then there are going to be people who, you know, no, at this point in time, because I'm not going to say it never at this point in time, you know, it's just not what they want to do. But two years from now, you may have integrated something differently. You may have added something differently. And now, you know, they're, they're, they're slowly creeping back. Hey, Matt, you guys are, you know, remember what you told me about Grateful? Hey, I actually want to, you know, explore a little bit more. But I, I put that out there for my other business owners, my entrepreneurs, my interviewees, my audience to let them know that, look, even when you're successful, even when you're having a great time, even when you're enjoying what you do, even when you're grateful for everything that's coming your way, we, we got to keep using this word. I love it so much that there's always still work to be done. There's always still things that you're thinking about. There's always still that even when we get off this interview, when behind closed doors, you're always still thinking about what we can do. So I love that a lot. So now something that you kind of spoke about in very layman's terms, very simply, but I'm actually interested to hear you was you said kind of when you first started getting involved in this, something that you were wondering about or something that you questioned a lot of people around you about was what they were grateful for. What, why did they give, why did they, why, why did they choose to give charitably? I want to pose that question to you now. Why have you devoted and dedicated so much time to this? Why have you kind of made it your, I want to say your mission to ensure that people are impacting, to ensure that charities, to ensure that socially good people are moving towards that space. What are you grateful for, Matt? What do you love the most about, not even, I would say not even about what you do, but when you when you take a step back, when you hear kind of why people give, what charities they're giving to, who people are impacting, how they're helping, what lights a fire under you? Like, why do you choose to do this? Why do you choose to wake up here? Because it's not easy work, you know? It's not something that, th this is not something that you would just do to just make money from. This is a lot of, you know, this is a lot of effort, but it's ultimately something that you love to do. It's something that you're passionate about. But why? That's a great question. Uh, two, I'm going to give you two answers on that. I'm going to give you an answer and then a follow up thought on it as well. So first, I appreciate you asking on it. Yeah, I mean, for me, the, my journey with Grateful started out of a, just a desire to amplify my own personal charitable impact. And why I was interested in that was I feel like I've been incredibly blessed in my life. And again, I don't like come from some amazing background or wealth or other things like I've you know, had to work for what I have gotten in my life as well. But I feel I've been fortunate to have some successes, um, to have some successful business ventures, to have a family that I love, um, to be very thankful for those things and for stability and, uh, and peace in my life. And that's really important to me. And that made me, you know, reflecting on that from a sense of gratitude, like what can I do to help others to share some of those blessings with others? And how can I use my skills? You know, I'm good at building things, or at least I think I am from a technology standpoint, from a business standpoint. Yeah, I could go use that to make more money for myself, right? But like, I don't know, do I, what else can I do to maximize impact? Is it just about making money? We could have a whole side topic that, you know, in the, the tech startup space, there's just an obsessive focus on making gigantic returns for investors with disruptive ideas, which is awesome and fun, but also you don't really dig deeper into the why. And I think that was going to be the follow-up thought I was going to offer. Like, why do people do what they do? Like, why do we build businesses? Why are we sitting here talking about building businesses and, and the entrepreneurial journey? Like, why do people start companies and build things to begin with? Why do we pursue money, right? Uh, money doesn't solve many things. Like, it feels good when you're pursuing it. It feels good when you've got it. But like, really, what's the root why for that? Uh, why do we do those things? And I really think that businesses, my view is that 
many entrepreneurs and many businesses, they the why is they want to make a difference. They want to make an impact. Yeah, they want freedom. They want control. Yeah, they want economic upside and be able to buy nice things for their families and, and spend money. But really, a, a lot of people in this space, not everyone, but a lot of people are drawn by the desire to make impact. And it doesn't matter whether you're starting a nonprofit or you're starting a for-profit company that's a software company or a retail company or a services business or anything else. Like, they're trying to make an impact. They want to see their difference in the world. Uh, and that's a core driver for so many folks. But we don't spend enough time talking about that. Like, we don't dig deep enough in conversations, at least in the industry that I'm in, like why business exists and what our purpose is with it, if that if that makes sense as well. I wish we would do more of that and have more conversations about that critical topic. No, that makes a, a lot of sense. And I think too, why I why I do so much digging into names and why I do so much digging into backgrounds and, and things of that nature is because everybody kind of has a different motivation or a different spark or a different mm-hmm. why in a sense to, to be cliche a little bit. Everybody mm-hmm. comes into business or everybody thinks about things in a different way. Maybe for you, it was a personal experience. Maybe for someone else, it was because, you know, they saw someone else doing it and because they wanted to be a part. Maybe that was a close friend of theirs or a family member or maybe for different people it was because you wanted to you didn't know and you wanted to learn more. Maybe I feel like we're in such a, a world now, a society now where it's, it's almost like information overload in a sense. You can kind of pick and choose kind of how you want to get involved, what you want to do, what you choose to like embrace. But I also think that there's so much at our disposal sometimes that you have to just put yourself in there. I, I pride myself on being versatile. That's why something that you spoke about before we started the interview you was I've spoken to a lot of just different individuals. So one, I appreciate you, the fact that you even went through the episodes and were able to see such a range of people on there. But I pride myself on that. I pride myself on, you know, getting knowledge from clothing brands, getting knowledge from mental health experts, getting knowledge from law doctors. And there's so many different people who, where I feel like I've definitely over my course of 116, 117 episodes, I've talked to a host of different people. I still feel like there's so much more to touch on. There's so much more to do. There's so much more out there that I want to explore. So I I love that. Absolutely. But I also think that it's important to know. It's important to really dig deep into the why, because like you said, money, it'll only go but so far. If you're chasing money, you'll come to realize very soon that like you're you're not really happy in a sense. If that's kind of like your end goal or your main driver, oh, well, no, it's not going to last very long because there are going to be some times where it gets slow. There are going to be some times where the podcast is just not taking off the way that I want it to. It's not getting the sponsorships or it's not getting the views and the traction that I want. If it's all just about money, then I stop that. You know, I, I take away everything that I started back in 2019 and I just get rid of that, you know, but for you, but and for me too, if I'm grateful about what I'm doing, if I love what I'm doing, if I truly embrace it, yeah, you, you pick the great word, you pick the word that's just so universal that I can just kind of throw in anywhere. So I appreciate you for that. But if it's something that I really truly enjoy and love, then I'm going to continue to dig deep. I'm going to take those good days with the bad days. I'm going to take those slow times with the fast times. I'm going to think about futuristically. So I think that that's an important concept. And I think that that's an important way to one, whereas you have your passion, you have your motivation. It's just like, well, why do people, you simply put, why do people do what they do? So that's really cool to think about. So now for, for people out there who may not know too much about Grateful, whether it be from the business ownership side, whether it be from the entrepreneurship side, whether it be even from the charitable side, what would be the best way you would say to find out more information about this company? Is it the website? Is it kind of just going through kind of what you guys have to offer? Is it doing their own research? What would be the best way to say, hey, I heard about this company. I'm very much interested in this. I'm very much, you know, I I give to charities. I donate. I do everything like that. But I want to find out more. I feel like this company definitely has a great vision. They've been having a great impact, but I want more. Where do they go? Where should they start? What do you recommend? Yeah, great question. A couple answers to that. Thank you for that as well. So definitely our website. It's begrateful.org. Begrateful.org. 
so go there. If you're a business or a nonprofit and you want to get set up on the platform, you fill out the form on the website, but there's lots of good information available there as well. Something else I want to put in a plug for is we recently launched a new program that we call Grateful Giving Ambassadors, and that's for individuals. That's for people that like the concept of this. Honestly, it's for people like yourself that sign up for Amazon Smile and want to do that to help raise money for causes you care about as well. To be a Grateful and Giving Ambassador, the way it works, there's no cost to you. You sign up in our platform. What you can actually do is you can connect a credit card or a debit card. Uh, we use a third-party platform called Plaid, which you probably used before because like every major bank uses it. Like if you ever use financial planning software or anything else, but you connect a card and what it does is it automatically does an integration where it will pass our system names of businesses that you make purchases at. Uh, it's all automated. It's all done by software. No one's sitting there like manually reading what businesses, you know, I'm not like, oh, hey, tomorrow shopping at this business this day. Like it's none of that, but it's a confidential business names only passed over to our platform. And what we do then is we get that automatic list, we filter them, and then we reach out to each of those businesses and say, hey, one of your customers suggested you to sign up for Grateful Giving. And it's a way for them basically to, to pitch them on saying, hey, you should start to give, you know, 1% of all your purchases to your customers' favorite charities. And you've already got a customer that wants to do this. And so it's a great way. Basically, it's sending suggestions to us for other businesses that could be a good fit. But it's doing it in a way because it's all automated. Like you don't have to spend a lot of time typing in info. You just set it up once, takes three minutes, and then you can forget about it uh, very easily. Although you can also turn it off at any point that you want as well. But if you sign up for to be a Grateful Giving Ambassador, we will gift, donate $25 to a nonprofit of your choice just as a thank you for taking the three minutes to sign up. Uh, and then any business you shop at that's participating will will donate towards your favorite charities. You can set them up in your profile, just like you do on Amazon Smile. Uh, if we talk to a business that came from you that is not signed up, but they agree to sign up, we'll do an additional $100 bonus donation to your charities as well. So, and honestly, most businesses aren't participating yet because this is new. So that's going to be a big driver of additional donations to help fund groups that you care about as well. But we're looking for help to spread the word on that. That's a long-winded explanation. We're looking for help to spread the word on that, though. To go to the ambassador program specifically, begrateful.org slash ambassador. So begrateful.org slash ambassador takes you right to the sign up page for that as well. And I you know, appreciate you letting me put in the plugs and all those things, but we'd love to have more help just getting the word out there about Grateful and connecting with great new businesses through the ambassador program, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. If I, That's an amazing, I, I love that a lot. And if it's one thing that we're going to do here at Down to Business, we're going to look, we're going to try to plug in, we're going to throw anything to Shameless. We're going to put you guys on the map any way that we can, because like I said, you you just appealed to me, but I know you appealing to me, you've appealed to somebody else. I know that I'm not the only person that uses Amazon Smile, but I'm not, even if you don't use Amazon Smile, I know you've given to charity before. I know you've done donations because they, they even ask you sometimes when you're checking out, like at different supermarkets or different like convenience stores or anything. Hey, do you want to donate this last 76 cents or this last 50 cents to, you know, and sometimes we're click to hit. No, but sometimes if you, if you just pay attention to those causes, pay attention to those organizations, pay attention to who you're impacting, who you're helping. And man, it, it could really go a long way. But the fact that y'all are doing that to appeal to other business, I think it I think it comes across differently when a business hears, oh, one of my customers already Oh, well, well, hold on. Well, let's, you know, let's talk a little bit. Let's figure some things out. I think that that works a lot. So the last thing I will do before, because I know you plugged in some things now, but I want you to always end my episodes with the plugins, with the episode, best place to find you, everything like that. Do you feel like, you know, in this interview today, despite the technical difficulties, despite everything, do you feel like there's anything that we haven't talked about today? Any even last words that you want to leave for maybe business owners out there, entrepreneurs, even charities, even people who charitably give, even people who, you know, this may not be a space that they're pretty familiar with because people may not know the depths to which this really goes. People may not know really 
how how this can really impact. People may not know across 46 states, 1,400 different organizations, what you guys are really doing, what you the impact that you guys have been able to have. So is there anything that you kind of want to share, anything you feel like we haven't touched on? You actually just gave the perfect summary of everything that we talked about, and your questions have been great here as well. So I don't know if I have a whole lot else to add, but I appreciate the opportunity to visit here today to talk about social good. I could talk about that all day, every day, which is part of why I started Grateful as well, but appreciate the chance to connect. And yeah, we'd love to have, come to our website again, begrateful.org, sign up as an ambassador. Uh, tomorrow, I'll send you the ambassador info. We'd love to have you share it with anybody else you think of as well. And just appreciate your time today. What a fun conversation. No, absolutely. Thank you. Like I said, I was very, from the time that I was presented your bio, saw everything that you did and I went to the website, I said, man, this is, this takes, this takes like community service. This takes just being grateful. This takes just being appreciative to a whole different level. It take, I, I thought immediately about my charity and why I gave to Philadelphia and just the, but the personal impact yeah. that it had on me, I gave to the public school system because I recognized that, you know, growing up, we, we didn't always have the best resources. Our textbooks didn't always look the best. The teachers weren't always paid as they should, but they, you know, put their lives on the line every day to make sure that they were educating students to really make sure that we were the future. So I know that if I have such personal ties to my own charity and just what I do and decide to donate to, then I know there's a host of other people out there. But no, I thank you. I thank you for shedding a light on something that otherwise may go, you know, just unrepresented, undeserving, you know, whereas this is a great initiative. It's not something that everybody can just go all in for, but it's something that over time, like you said, we talked about a five to 10 year trajectory with this. So I, I say that to say, you know, for the people listening, for the people who may not know too much now, just think about it. Think about the space that we're moving in. Think about five to 10 years ago, what you were doing, the space that you were in, where you were working, maybe what type of time. Did you imagine five to 10 years later, 2022 going into 2023, this is the world that we would be living in. This is some of the things that we would be talking about and highlighting on. It's amazing. So, But it just goes to show the power of, of everything from startups to technology to just charitable giving to just that concept of social good. If you don't remember one thing from this interview, remember that social good is the new currency. So Matt, no, as much as you thank me and appreciate the time, I thank you so much, not only for the work that you're doing, but I thank you for coming on here and sharing such valuable information on my platform and making it happen. I'm very much looking forward to the ambassador link to blasting it out, to doing all of that and to really, you know, seeing how we can make this impact because I know a lot of nonprofits out there who are making an impact. I know a lot of people who are giving to charities and things like that. So I think this will allow it to amplify and really put them on the map. So for me to you, Thank you. Last thing I would ask, just so that people say can't say that they didn't get it or they don't forget it, can you just let us know the best places to find you to get in contact with Grateful to to really become a part of this initiative and everything that you guys have going on? Yeah, begrateful.org. That's our website, begrateful.org. Definitely the best way to to get a hold of us. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. That's a great place to reach out to me as well. You got to figure out how to spell my last name, and I'm sure you'll have it in your show notes for folks uh, as well to look me up on there. But begrateful.org is the, the easiest place. Thank you, Tamara. It's been great being with you. Absolutely. Likewise, man. So to everybody out there who continues to tune in, who continues to show love, thank you all. Matt, thank you again so much. I will continue, continue, continue to be and stay grateful. So to everybody else out there, thank you. This has been another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamara Turner.